the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Being contented is a choice, and I'm going to propose to you it's not a choice that comes naturally. We are not naturally content. It is not something that comes natural, but it is something that can be learned. Contentment. It is that unique little key that allows us to steer clear of this last command in the Ten Commandments, Thou shalt not covet. It is that tenth command that we are focusing on as we close out our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life. This is Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. And again, we are looking at this last commandment, Thou shalt not covet. And the key to avoiding the breakage of this command can be found here in the idea of being content. We start in Ecclesiastes 5 and verse 17. Here's Pastor Layton with today's program. Verse 17, throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. That's a generality. See, he's seen that our characteristics of somebody who is wealthy, who loves wealth, who loves wealth. And then having described this person who loves wealth, the writer then sort of turns a corner here in verse 18. Even so, I've noticed one thing, at least one thing that is good. It is good for people to eat well. Drink a good glass of wine. And some of the teetotalers would like to point out it says glass, not bottle of wine. (laughs) And enjoy their work, whatever they do under the sun, for however long God lets them live. And it is a good thing to receive wealth from God and the good health to enjoy it. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, that is indeed a gift from God. People who do this rarely look with sorrow on the past. For God has given them reasons for joy. This wise sage concludes that being contented with the essentials and work is reason for joy, and it results in a happy life, a contented life. You know, being contented is a choice. Being contented is a choice. And I'm going to propose to you it's not a choice that comes naturally. We are not naturally content. You go into any nursery, and you're going to find ample evidence of that. One kid is going to take the toy out of another kid's hand because the toy that they had, they are no longer content with. It is not something that comes natural, but it is something that can be learned. Paul said in Philippians 4.11, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul said, I have learned to be content no matter what my situation. Choosing to be content can be learned by any person. And it's a process. And some of us will graduate faster than others. But anyone can graduate as long as they apply themselves to learning contentment. Now I'm going to invite you to turn your Bibles to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Paul writes these things. Now, Timothy was a protege of Paul. He was the next generation of leadership for the church. And Paul was writing to Timothy to give him instructions regarding leadership. And we are the beneficiaries of these letters. 
Paul writes to Timothy in 1 Timothy 6, these things you must teach and tell the people to do. Anyone who teaches something different disagree with, with the correct and godly teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, now, who are those people? Those people who disagree are proud of themselves, but they really don't know a thing. Their minds are sick, and they like to argue over words. They cause jealousy and disagreements, unkind words, evil suspicions, and nasty quarrels. They have wicked minds and have missed out on the truth. Now, who are these people? These people think religion is supposed to make you rich. If you turn on religious television, you're likely, come, you're likely to come across preachers who preach a different gospel, a prosperity gospel. They will usually uh, speak across the television and they will tell you things like, friend, partner, if you send in a generous contribution this week, the Lord will not be a debtor to any man. He will take your gift and he will multiply it 30-fold and 60-fold and 100-fold. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, the Bible never promises material prosperity. And that is a contrary gospel because this is what Jesus said. If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And according to the Apostle Paul, those people who preach a prosperity gospel have a wicked mind. Continuing on. And religion does make your life rich. Verse 6. Oh, really, Paul? How? By making you content with what you have. We didn't bring anything into this world. We won't take anything away with us when we leave. So we should be satisfied just to have food and clothes. People who want to be rich fall into all sorts of temptations and traps. They are caught by foolish and harmful desires that drag them down and destroy them. The love of money causes all kinds of trouble. Some people want money so much that they've, they've given up their faith and caused themselves a, a lot of pain. You know, the Bible never says that money causes trouble. Money is it's just an object. Some of God's greatest heroes in, in the scriptures were some of the wealthiest people who ever lived. Abraham was exceedingly wealthy. Moses was exceedingly wealthy. He was, he was in the house of Pharaoh when the Egyptian nation was at its absolute zenith. He was incredibly wealthy, and he was in line to the throne. Joseph was exceedingly wealthy. Some of God's greatest heroes were wealthy people. But they didn't love wealth. They used wealth for the glory of God. It's not money that causes trouble. It's the love of money. And you know, there's a philosophy that's going around that's being promoted in the media to kind of excuse attacks on America saying, well, it's the lack of money that causes trouble. We have the money. They lack it. They have a right to attack us. That's not a biblical concept. Now, who is this written for? Some of you, I know some of you are sitting out there, well, it's written for the rich. That's, that's not me. <laughs> but um, if you're an American, you're in the top 2 or 3%. I don't care if you're the poorest American. 
you're in the top percent of the socioeconomic ladder in the entire world. When the world looks on Americans, we are rich. This is written for us. The Apostle Paul continues in verse 17, Warn the rich people of the world, that's us, not to be proud or trust in wealth that is easily lost. He says, don't become arrogant, thinking somehow that your self-worth is related to your net worth. The more you have, the more you're worth. Our value is set by God. And the Bible says the value of our soul is greater than all of the wealth that this world has to offer. You wonder how valuable you are? You are more valuable than all the wealth this world has to offer. Your self-worth is not related to your net worth. It says, tell them instead to have faith in God who is rich and blesses us with everything we need to enjoy life. Instruct them to do as many good deeds as they can and to help everyone. Remind them to be rich and share what they have. And this will lay a solid foundation for the future so that they will know what true life is like. They said, God blesses us with everything that we need to enjoy life. So, if there's something we don't have, is there a possibility that God knows we don't need it? But God, I really need that red Ferrari. (laughs) What Paul said is, put your faith in God, not wealth. Enjoy what He provides. Use what He gives you to help others and not just yourself. Share generously. If you do these four things, put your faith in God, not wealth. Enjoy what He provides. Use what He gives you to help others, not just yourself. Share generously. If you do these four things, you'll be living, really living, and you'll be preparing for your future. What future? The future in eternity. Because Jesus said, Do not store up for yourself treasures here on earth, where they can be eaten by moths and get rusty, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where they will never become moth-eaten or rusty, and where they will be safe from thieves. Wherever your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Bible says don't covet what this world has to offer. Anything that it has to offer. Anything this world has to offer is temporary. Rather, invest in heaven. For that's the only safe investment. In heaven, there's no rust. There's no corruption. If I had a red Ferrari in heaven, it'd last a long time. I I don't need a red Ferrari. (laughs) In heaven, there's no rust. There's no thieves. It's like sending your wealth ahead. And each of us needs to periodically examine our life and ask the question, what am I living for? Where, where am I investing myself and my talents and my treasures and whatever it is that I have? Am I investing in this world or am I investing for the future? And you know, coveting is an attitude. You can be poor and greedy or you can be rich and greedy. You can be poor and content or you can be rich and content. It's not an amount It's an attitude. And the solution to coveting is choosing to be content with what God has provided. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord, once again, we're reminded of how often we break these Ten Commandments. 
each and every one of us, each and every day. And Lord, if our eternal destiny was somehow dependent upon us keeping the Ten Commandments, every one of us would be lost. But Lord, these Ten Commandments are not the way of salvation. Salvation is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ, who paid the wages of our sin. These Ten Commandments remind us of how we should live. These Ten Commandments remind us that we need a Savior. We thank you, Lord, for being our Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. That closes out our series, Ten Keys to an Abundant Life, a series that you can review at your convenience at our website, highlands.us. You can also learn a bit more about us, who we are, what we believe, worship opportunities if you'd like to join us here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. Again, you will find it all at our website, highlands.us. We trust you've been encouraged as we have taken the time to study these Ten Commandments, and we trust we'll see you again next time when we begin a brand new series here on Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely. Until then, God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.